number one. 2019 edition of Weekly Signals Meltdown. Meltdown. Broadcasting from Studio A at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And as always, yes. a proven slime ball, liar, and leaker, <laughs> Mahler, the fake news dog. Good morning, Mahler. Good morning, Mahler. Fine. You know what I like Boy. about it? He just, he bounces right back after those insults. He, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. really, he just doesn't care. He just keeps doesn't moving care. forward. I like that about he's him. He's a leaker. <laughs> Coming up, photosynthesis, the poor people's campaign, distracted pedestrians, and more. But first, <laughs> do you watch a lot of TV, Mike? Too much TV, Nathan. Why do people say that? Have you ever tried heroin, Mike? Oh, too much heroin. Oh, just too much. It's like you ate a whole banana cream pie, and you think, that was good for a while. Yeah, yeah for but, a while. But I kept eating it, and yeah. that was just too much banana cream pie. You're trying to pie. duplicate the initial experience Amen to of, that. of yes, the, the banana cream pie entering. <laughs> yes, that's right. The, that first yeah. sensation on my tongue as, yeah. yes, I'm trying to I'm trying to get back there. Yeah. yeah. But you can't, can you? No, I can't. But I keep trying. In a new study covering a seven-year period, mm-hmm. researchers testing the effect of television watching that's television hyphen watching. Mm-hmm. Among people over 50 years old, youngsters they're talking about, and found that they're getting dumber. What? Huh? Yeah. This is what the researchers found. Yeah. I don't know if I buy this, but this is what they're saying. They established a baseline. They looked at television watching data from 3,662 adults recorded in 2008 and 2009. Then they flipped forward six years, and miraculously, their cognitive memory was in decline. But I say they're just getting older. Well, that, that could be one. That could be that, one I, thing. I would hope they would have factored that in. They found that people who watch television for more than three and a half hours a day experienced a decline in verbal memory, the ability to recall words and language patterns. The effect was highest among those who had scored highly on verbal memory at baseline. Really? So if you were smarter... You dropped off more okay. if you were watching a lot of TV. The research also implies that being just a couch potato and staring at the box operates independently. So if you're a couch potato, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that your cognitive skills, skills are going decline. to drop. Yeah. You know? Television involves fast-paced changes in images, sounds, and action. And unlike other screen-based activities such as internet use and gaming, Television and watching movies is the most passive way of receiving such stimuli. Oh, well, I know that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I added in the and movies. I know you because did. you know I hate you, movies. He hates movies. Yes, I yeah. understand. I, I, Maybe that's why uh, I hate it because you're staring at a screen. You've already put in half of your three allotted hours right. in hopes of getting dumb yeah. watching this stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I, I good with words. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, yeah, Mahler. I know. I see him staring at the boob tube as well. By the way, I want to amend my statement earlier that I watch a lot of TV. I watch a lot of news now because I'm obsessed with what's happening to the country. That is my problem. Hey, you hear about that Michael Cohen guy? Uh, we'll talk about it. Don't no, worry. we won't. I don't yeah, want to talk about it. I do. I want to talk. Uh, why do you want to talk about it? A little bit. We, I just we want to bring already, him up. Everything that happened during that hearing, there are, we have talked about. There are a number of people who are listening to the sound of our voices who are just, they need to know what we think about Michael Cohen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't get through the rest of the day without knowing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, yes. Yes, no. he has a yes, Michael Cohen I'm has picking up a no. Michael Cohen has a hangdog face and that's something that uh, Mahler was able to really relate to. Rising CO2 levels could wipe out stratocumulus clouds and increase climate damage. So much will burst into flames. That's that's what it said in the news. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, that's that is science yeah. right there. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, no, Mahler. Yes. Don't worry. What? <laughs> He's afraid he's going to burst into flames right now. In a new study, researchers say that rising carbon dioxide levels in the atmosphere could wipe out stratocumulus clouds. The discovery means that under current emission scenarios, <laughs> Mahler has a emission scenario right now. Under the current emission scenarios, Earth could heat up 14 degrees Fahrenheit within a century. Yeah. 14 degrees yeah. for the Earth. That means an average of 14 degrees. That's an average. That's that a lot. That means that some places might increase 20, 25 degrees. We don't know. Right. The lower clouds, these stratocumulus, reflect some 30 to 60 percent of sunlight back into space. And that would be the problem if they all disappear. Current global climate models underestimate the impact that stratocumulus and other low-lying clouds might have on global temperatures. The study found that when atmospheric carbon dioxide levels rise above 1,200 parts per million, about three times what it is today, right. the stratocumulus clouds abruptly break up. So they discovered a breaking point for the clouds. Wow. They just kind of figured, well, it's just going to gradually deplete. No, yeah. there's yeah. a point where they say, all say bye-bye. If humanity keeps burning fossil fuels at the current rate, Earth should hit 1,200 parts per million within a century. And I think that particular model that you're describing is yeah. what is going to happen for a lot of different systems. It will get to a point where it will just completely break down. Yeah, it there's, won't... A, there's a point of no return for some of these systems. Right. And once they get right. there, it's going to accelerate and exponentially. Then... Meanwhile, yes. at a Capitol Hill press conference opposing the Green New Deal, Representative Paul Gosar, yes. that's a Republican from Arizona, <laughs> the so... great state of Arizona. A teenager asked Gosar what he's doing about climate change, and Gosar said, Unfortunately, you haven't been taught about photosynthesis. Swear to God, photosynthesis <laughs> is where plants take carbon dioxide to produce oxygen. That's the problem in today's world. We haven't taught kids exactly what's going on in America or in science. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, what's going on uh, is a group of low-IQ imbeciles informed by Fox News don't know beans from buttermilk. That's what's going <laughs> that's on. That's what's going on. By the way, they had to tear Representative Gosser away from the television set in order to get him <laughs> to say what he said. We're putting more carbon dioxide into the air <laughs> yeah. than photosynthesis can suck out. That's what's going on. Yes. Carbon dioxide is good to a point, just like your banana cream pie <laughs> to a is point. good yeah, to, to a, a point. point. And then you and, get sick and you vomit. That's right. How is that? <laughs> no, remember that, Paul Gosar? Remember when you vomited <laughs> all that banana cream pie? Think of that as carbon dioxide. By the way, he said to back up his very solid scientific observation that he was the son of a geologist. So therefore, he, he, uh, he knows all about this stuff. Just because you're the son of somebody <laughs> exactly. who was smart yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that that yeah. intelligence carries over. No. Ah, goodness gracious. <laughs>
Researchers used liquid metal to turn carbon dioxide back into solid coal with technology they say has the potential to revolutionize carbon capture and storage. I hope. At least we're reading stories about people attempting to do something about the predicament we're in. Exactly. This is encouraging to it, me. It is encouraging. This one doesn't sound quite as promising as some of the other ones. It's good to know about yeah, this stuff so we can, it, yeah. we can compare. Yes, that's right. The international team developed a liquid metal electrocatalyst that transforms gaseous carbon dioxide into carbon-containing solids at room temperature. The key to this is the room temperature bit. Yeah because other methods to prepare carbon nanomaterials usually require working at high temperatures, making them energy intensive and not commercially viable. That is a great point. Yeah. That is, because often we find that things we would assume to be very encouraging and very good for the environment often require almost as much energy yeah. to affect as the stuff that we're trying to stop from Yeah, they're happening. working in beakers in a lab. Right. So they're yeah. transforming a little bit of this energy. Yeah. And they can heat it up to 10,000 degrees. Right. That takes a lot of energy. It does take a lot yeah. of energy. Technologies that focus on compressing CO2 into liquid form and then injecting it underground cost too much and could leak from storage sites. Yes, I've always thought yeah. that. What? Yeah. yeah. Reducing CO2 back to fuel doesn't permanently trap the carbon. The fuels are burned, releasing carbon all over again. And yeah. we talked about this last yes, week. Yes, we there did. There was a technology that was promising to do right. that. Converting the gas into a solid would be a more sustainable approach because yeah. it's a bit like rewinding the emissions clock. We're putting it back to where it was, at least in the state where it was. Right. So we can deal with it. Maybe we can hire all those coal miners putting the coal back in the ground. Bob, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. daddy was a coal miner. My granddaddy was a coal miner. And now I'm putting it back in the ground so my grandkids can be coal miners. Uh, CO2 is dissolved with an electrolyte liquid and a small amount of liquid metal which is then charged with an electrical current the co2 slowly converts into solid flakes of carbon which are naturally detached from the liquid metal surface allowing the continuous production of carbonaceous solids <laughs> that is so nice kohlmahler uh -oh. if this news overwhelms you may i recommend a donation to kuci fm to Settle your spirits. Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. Commercial free, free form, free speech radio at 88.9. Can I say it? Yeah. That's KUCI.org. A UN probe said there's evidence Israel committed crimes against humanity in responding to last year's protests in Gaza. The report says snipers targeted people clearly identifiable as children, health workers, and journalists. Israel immediately rejected the findings as hostile, deceitful, and biased. Okay. Does that exactly constitute a no, we didn't? I think so. The UN Independent Commission of Inquiry on the protests in the occupied Palestinian territory investigated violations committed during largely peaceful demonstrations in the Gaza Strip between March 30th and December 31st of 2018. 
the Great March of Return yes. is what they were calling that. Yes, that's right. And there were some people that got upset during the Great March of Return, but for the most part, from what I could see, it was a peaceful protest. And that I concur that from what I heard and read about the march, it was, in fact, it was modeled after a Gandhi, Martin Luther King model. I said that the wrong way, but in, in a way that was nonviolent and respectful of the laws. The commission said that more than 6,000 unarmed demonstrators were shot by military snipers during weeks of protest and found reasonable grounds to believe that Israeli snipers shot at journalists, health workers, children, and people with disabilities, knowing they were clearly recognizable as such. That's the way they put it. Yisrael Katz, Israel's foreign minister, said no institution can negate Israel's right to self-defense and its duty to defend its residents and borders from violent attacks. He must be channeling Trump. This is where we're at. Israel, through the settlements, has taken over so much of Gaza. Israel continues to claim this territory as their own. It's just boxing the people of Gaza further and further into a smaller space. And now they claim there's a legal technique by which the Israelis are claiming Palestinian land. It goes back to some ancient tradition, but nonetheless, this is where we're at. The Palestinians have less and less room to maneuver, less and less opportunity for economic development. And Israel, I believe their strategy overall is to just make life so miserable in Gaza and in the West Bank that the Palestinians simply go away. The uh, march yeah, kind of reminds me of the 68 Democratic Convention in the sense that it was for peace. And yeah, violence broke out. I think a lot of that violence was exacerbated. There was a commission on, yeah. on the 1968 demonstrations at the Democratic Party, and it was called officially a police riot. Yeah. that's yeah. what That was the designation And there was were instigators, given. too, yes. from Republicans. Yes. Yeah. Now, you're right. They're not just completely exclude, no. you know, the, no, the people that were, there were people that did some bad stuff. Yeah. But nonetheless, the situation was made exponentially worse by the behavior and the actions of the Chicago police. Yeah, you're not supposed to shoot children. The UN investigators said that there were reasonable grounds to believe that Israeli troops shot at Palestinians who were neither directly participating in hostilities nor posing an imminent threat. The commission also dismissed claims by Israel that the protests were intended to conceal acts of terrorism. Israel did not cooperate with the probe or provide access to Gaza. And a decades-long conflict between India and Pakistan escalated last week. Earlier in the month, a militant group based in Pakistan carried out a suicide bomb attack that killed dozens of Indian troops in the Indian-controlled part of Kashmir, a disputed border region. Then on Tuesday, India launched an airstrike on Pakistani territory, targeting the militant group's training facility, the first time India sent warplanes into Pakistani territory since the 1970s. And And they had a war back in the 1970s. Next day, Pakistan's military said that it struck within Indian-controlled Kashmir and shot down two Indian planes that entered Pakistani airspace. And then on Thursday, the situation seemed to improve a teeny little bit when Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan said that he would release an Indian pilot. And I think... Yes, so far. It's still pending, but... He said that was a goodwill gesture. Nathan and I have been talking about this particular situation with the Indians and the Pakistanis for literally... Ever since we've had the show. Yeah. This This is is a hot spot. This is the one place that should keep you up at night. And the fact that this disputed territory in Kashmir continues to be 
such an incredibly dangerous situation, as well as the Chinese also claim a sliver of this oh, yeah. region as well. Yeah. So it's not clear if giving up the Indian pilot will work because Khan also used his speech to express his fear that India may be preparing a missile attack. But that's good. <sighs> India and Pakistan have gone to war four times since 1947. That's when Britain split what had been yes. a single colony yes. into a Hindu-majority India and a Muslim-majority Pakistan. Yes. And they've been at it ever since. Yes. And, and by the way, just to throw a little bit of seasoning on, on top of all of this, India and China went to war back in the 1970s yeah. as well. And keep in mind, we're talking about nuclear powers. All here of too. them. All of them, yeah. All of them have substantial nuclear stockpiles. And meanwhile, India and Pakistan continue their cyber war. As far back as 1998, Pakistani hackers successfully hacked India's Atomic Research Center. Pakistani hackers defaced Indian websites over disputes involving Kashmir. They're still at it. Yes. And allegations of torture by the Indian government uh, and Indian hackers defaced Pakistani websites in retaliation. So this is all just an right. ongoing right. battle. Kashmir is incredibly dangerous. And on top of everything else, if you needed one more little element in all this, there's a lot of Kashmiris who don't want to be Indian or Pakistani. Yeah. They don't want any of this nonsense. <laughs> You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us at facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9. On our Tumblr blog at KUCIRadio.tumblr.com. On Twitter at KUCI FM. On Instagram at KUCI FM. Stream us live on iTunes. Go to Internet, College University, KUCI 88.9 FM. Yes. Hear about that, uh... Michael Cohen guy? Uh, yeah, a little bit. A little bit yeah. about him. Yeah, something. Yeah. I don't want to talk about him. I do. This guy, he didn't say anything we didn't really know. He did drop some names, thanks to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, yeah. who had the most adult exactly. Thank questioning. You. I agree. She was well composed. She treated it like a lawyer. Yes, she, she did. She became a lawyer. There, She knew she had X amount of minutes, and she didn't babble on about yeah. saving America from aliens coming across the border. Right, or, right, right. Or liar, liar, pants on fire. Right. She was spot on. She got Cohen to talk about things that were yeah. news yeah. and new avenues of inquiry by the special counsel and others. Yeah. So. That's right, Mahler. We like her. Right now, though, in the U.S., there are 140 million people living in poverty yeah. or just one paycheck or emergency away from poverty. 140 million people yeah. are living that way. I know. And we're concerned about one goon who's lying about another goon and then says, oh, I'm sorry, I lied. Yeah, I know. This bust them all. 37 million people live without health care and 62 million people are paid less than the living wage in this country. Yes. 14 million families cannot afford water and millions are living with poison water and without sanitation services along the Texas border where we supposedly need a wall. Here on our side, hundreds of thousands are being denied health care because Texas doesn't want to give them Medicaid, right. doesn't want to expand Medicaid. And this is just a churlish, immature, vindictive decision on the part of these governors. There's a number of governors, mostly in the South. They're denying it to They're them. denying they, they can have monies funds. that are available for yeah. them to use to take care of the people in their states, and they refuse to do it because the Kenyan socialist had something to do with it. Today's Republican Party must die. Yes. In North Carolina, 2 million people live in poverty. 45% of people in Alabama are poor or low income. A total of 2.1 million people. That's in Alabama. In West Virginia, over 53,000 veterans 
33% of the state's veteran population have incomes below $35,000 a year. So instead of spending the $8 billion on the partially fund the border wall, that's right. the Poor People's Campaign, which really began with Martin, Martin Luther, Luther King, King yeah. and now is being put together by Dr. William Barber. The Poor People's Campaign, a U.S. anti-poverty campaign, suggested that the same money could instead fund 3.36 million children or 2.25 million adults to receive low-income health care for a year. 774,000 military veterans receiving VA health care for a year. This list goes on. Yeah. 100,000 clean energy jobs yeah. for a year. We right. could invest in that. And in the Good meantime, kids, in the meantime, wall. the United States government, through the military budget, some of which the military doesn't even need or want many of these projects, yeah. including this boondoggle, the F-35 fighter jet. That thing has cost over a trillion Dollar more than a trillion dollars. The damn thing can't fly in, in rainy weather. It is a complete disaster. And they've spent over a trillion dollars on right. this one plane. And that's Republicans and Democrats doing that. Yes, that's the war party. The war party. The Democrats and Republicans seem to be able oh, yeah, to come okay. together as the war party. Oh, yeah. yeah. Poverty has increased by 60% since Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King launched the 1968 Poor People's Campaign. The real emergency isn't the border. It's that a quarter of a million people die from poverty each year while our political system reduces taxes on the rich that can help lift the load of poverty. If you'd like to help or learn more, go to the Poor People's Campaign, poorpeoplescampaign.org. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's right, Mahler. Amen. You're going to get your tax refund soon, Mike? It's yes, probably it going to be less. The average tax refund so far has shrunk to $2,600 from $3,100 at the same point last year, according to the Internal Revenue Service, and that's through February 15th. That's a 16.7% drop in the amount you'll get back from the government. Now, that's because they took out less, but nobody was prepared. Right. And we don't really know the math on how that worked either because it's not been completed or tabulated. Is that as right? How, how much they pulled out and how much they're giving back. But the total number of returns that qualified for refunds was down 26% compared with last year, and the amount of money refunded was off by 39%. Right. Early last year, the Trump administration decided to make greater than usual changes in federal tax by withholding tables that immediately boosted workers' income. Now, they also gave a huge tax cut to the rich. Let's not forget. Yeah, let's not forget. Going on too. Hence the trillion dollar deficit this yeah. year and next year. This is straight out of the Republican playbook in that they come into office, they lower taxes for the rich, they drive up the deficit, then they turn around and say, we don't have any money for all of the takers. Takers. The takers. Yeah. And so, therefore, they try to slash Social Security, but in Medicare, Medicaid, and these other programs. How Go many ahead. businesses has Walmart taken away from this country? That's right. And they, How that's much right. money do that's they right. take and invest overseas? That's right. By the way, they're cutting out greeters. The greeters. Yeah, I heard about yeah. that. No more yeah. Walmart greeters. No more greeters. Took the Walmart greeters. Which is not, in the grand scheme of things, not a big deal, but it's symbolic of just exactly what you're talking about. And one other thing about this, this is why the Republicans could not run in the 2018 election on their tax bill yeah. because the public already was onto it. Even the rubes out there that normally support the Republicans knew that they were lying about yeah. this one. 
Looks like the Trump Treasury Department spent 2018, an election year, goosing people's paychecks by under-withholding. And it should have been obvious that the bill would come due eventually, and it was, said Ron Wyden, a Democrat from Oregon. He and other Democrats have called for the IRS to waive any penalties for people who unexpectedly owe taxes this year. Now, that's not going to happen. Yeah, but I, I can but understand I like people idea. doing yeah, that. Yeah. You know, they're getting their paycheck. They're not thinking exactly. They're thinking, oh, I got a little boost here. Right. They're thinking they're paying maybe $1,000 more. Right. They end up paying close to $10,000 more in some cases. Wow. Yeah. Anger about the law, particularly in California and other high-tax states hit hard by a new limit on the deduction for state and local taxes, is widely believed to have contributed to the Democrat takeover of okay. the House majority. Yep. Yeah. Debt among 19- to 29-year-old Americans exceeded $1 trillion at the end of 2018, according to the New York Federal Reserve Consumer Credit Panel. Younger adults, that would be younger than 35, Mm. are spending less than previous generations because of lousy job prospects, delayed marriage, and educational debt. Student loans make up the majority of the $1 trillion owed by this group, by young this adults, age. followed by mortgage debt. Right. About 40% of it is due to the educational loans. Yeah. 40%. That's $400 million. Right. Missing a student loan payment can also screw up your chance of getting a mortgage. Right. So that bounces back into that category. That's exactly right. And once a person is a subject of third-party collections because of student loan delinquencies, They'll be screwed for years. It's just a cycle with no way out because once the credit goes wrong, there's no way to help yourself. Yeah, that's exactly right. Once you start this sort of death spiral of debt, it is exceedingly difficult, if not impossible, to get out. And I'm tired of them talking about all the jobs we have. Right. The economy's good. The jobs were created because they got rid of other jobs. Maybe there's 500,000 new jobs, but they're... Half-time, part-time right, jobs. Right. They pay less. That's right. So what good is that doing people to try and pull themselves up? Right. And the Republicans have facilitated companies being able to work you for 35 hours a yeah. week, and yeah. then they don't have to don't pay have to you pay the insurance. Yeah, no bennies. No bennies. This has been much easier under Republicans. And the university is guilty of that. Yeah. The university that we're speaking from is guilty of that. I wish somebody here would stop acting so self-righteous and do something positive about it. Yeah. Instead of lecturing on the downfalls of poverty, why not do something real? We still, in this country, seem to be hung up on this idea that people in poverty are somehow morally bereft, that they're somehow, that they're poor because they don't have the right work ethic. There's something in the DNA of this country about this puritanical idea. We got no grace. We got no grace. You know I don't believe in God, or for the most part. If there is one, it doesn't have a beard. Right. But there before the grace of God is something to consider. There before the grace no. of, of chance is more along what I think. You're lucky to be where you are if you're prospering. You're lucky no matter what. Your success depends on the success of others. You stand on the shoulders of others. Don't you ever think that you're a self-made man or woman. Right. Don't ever That's think that. That's the great American myth, Nathan. Yeah. That is the great American myth. All right. The number of pedestrians killed on the U.S. roads last year was the highest in 28 years. The increase was due in part to driver and pedestrian distraction, alcohol and drug impairment, and more SUVs on the road, a safety group said. 
The Governor's Highway Safety Association estimates that 6,227 pedestrians were killed last year. That's an awfully precise estimate. That is. That's up 4% from 2017 and 35% were more than 1,500 additional deaths from 2008. The association says more people were walking to work. Well, that's good. Yeah. They should be able to walk to work. Yeah. You know, city planners don't plan for people to walk very well. That's right. They put a, a, a sidewalk for two miles in an area that no one's going to walk. And then around the university here, there are places where there should be crosswalks and sidewalks, and there ain't none. Yeah. It's very disturbing to me. Who walks, you actually. walk a lot. I know that Nathan, and they're more Nathan lives a people, lot. Yeah. Pedestrians are more distracted by smartphones, which is absolutely true, and mm. it's, it's driving me crazy. Put your head in the game. The smartphone is not the game when you're walking. The two-ton car about to break your ass is. Yeah. That's the game. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. America's switch from cars to SUVs also caused more death because the taller SUVs hit pedestrians in the head and upper torso, causing more severe injuries. Yeah. You know how people say, uh, well, cars all look the same these days. You know, I hate them. Well, that's because they're designed to lift pedestrians. That's why the nose slopes down in all these cars. Yeah. It's so you don't get hit in the head by a grill. Yeah. That's why hipsters that drive around in 1950s Chevrolets are ignorant doofuses. <laughs> they're burning oil. What? So yeah. they can look cool, yeah. and yeah. they're driving something that can kill you. Have you ever seen a fin on a 59 Cadillac? It yeah. could impale you. Yeah, that's true. Those cars yeah. are not cool. No. They're stupid. And the cars that we tried to put together during the 80s and 90s that people think looks the same yeah. are the same because they're trying to be safe. That was an era when traffic safety yeah. and car safety was a, was a much bigger concern. The number of pedestrian deaths involving SUVs rose 50% from 2013 to 2017. So pedestrian deaths had been declining for decades yeah. until 2009 when smartphone sales and data use began to spike. The increase in pedestrian deaths from 2008 to 2017 came as overall traffic death fell 6%. Okay. So pedestrian deaths are going up because we have more dangerous cars and people who aren't paying attention. Yep. And finally... Or do you want to talk about? No, we have, we no, we're not going to. No, no, we don't talk about. No, I don't care. Michael Cohen. Because no, everybody wants to talk about Michael Cohen. I want to talk about what's over the hill, which is Jared Kushner. Yeah. Donald Jr. Uh -huh. Ivanka. Bring him in. Alan Vesselberg. Lock him up. This is where it's going to get fun. Yeah. This is where. Yeah, that's the one you're. Yeah, the Vesselberg. Alan Vesselberg is the, yeah. He is the man. <laughs> He's the man, the myth, the legend in all of this yeah. is that uh, he knows everything. And finally, yes. an Android cell phone update made Nike's $350 Adapt BB Smart Sneakers useless. The sneakers can't be fitted on your foot unless they're on Wi-Fi. Oh, is that right? Nike is working to restore connectivity <laughs> to its shoe. You can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review podcast at weeklysignals.com. WeeklySignals.com Subscribe now!